Welcome to Retro Reservoir, where the games from the past come rushing in. I'm Evan, and today with a special guest... Sean! That's you, Sean. Yay! It's me. Okay, uh, so yeah, sadly today Jack couldn't make it. Um, he had some prior obligations pop up, but I didn't want to leave everyone hanging, so I figured, hey, why not bring my fighting game buddy Sean on to talk about some old fighting games. I have some big shoes to fill, but I'll try my best. Yeah, he's only about a 13. Um, so, uh, yeah, Sean, I think the best way to start this out would probably be to get a background on you and your kind of fighting game history. So, uh, I didn't really grow up with fighting games, which is kind of an interesting, uh, point of start because it kind of feels like a lot of people's first, uh, exposure to fighting games was playing all the arcade games or maybe console games as a kid and just getting addicted and finding, all like the secret characters and stuff but the only fighting game i owned as a as a kid was dragon ball budokai the original and i did like that game but um i was kind of a kid who mashed buttons and just uh didn't do anything technical so i really liked games with kind of bigger worlds like adventures and stuff but as i got older i got to experience the like technical side discovering combos and move lists and stuff and that really appealed to me so i actually started playing fighting games uh for real uh with street fighter 4 i had some friends who played street fighter 4 um this is when street fighter 5 was really bad when it first came out so i played some of that it was really cheap and i, I thought it was okay and then i kind of got into a lot of other stuff i started getting into marvel and kind of marvels where i really took off uh, that game is really, really fun. Marvel 3 specifically. Um, and now I just try out all sorts of fighting games. And uh, if you consider Smash a fighting game, I've been a fan of that for a very long time as well. I was going to say, probably some of the first fighting games we've played together. We went to college together from freshman year. And we would have get-together, one-on-ones, 3v3, like Smash going at it. And uh, you were always very much more observance of the stuff so like it we kind of developed later on into going into that fighting game route as like i think this was around the time you were getting into three marvel three with your friends then i roped in and then we kind of just like that was what like two years ago start of covid yeah i would say so about and then we've just been i'd say on a semi-weekly basis doing just like fighting game nights yeah and it's it's real fun it's it's kind of a nice thing to have because you don't have to be a lab monster who knows how to do touch of death combos. Even if we're not really good at the games, it's really fun to just, you know, try out every character and you might find something new and funny to do. And it's just, uh, it's kind of a nice thing because I feel like a lot of video games these days, you need more than two people. So it's nice to just have a 1v1 experience with your bud. Yeah, and we definitely, um, like... Thinking back to the start of Marvel 3 when we were playing, and our, which our main game now is uh, Dragon Ball Fighters, it's a completely different play style. We definitely have picked up on a lot of just how to play fighting games, like fighting game principles, like not mashing, not like waiting for block strings, and being able to then like recognize fighting game mechanics. Like growing up, I'm, we knew what a sheer, like a, a dragon punch was we knew what like a dugan was but like then now 
knowing when to do those moves and knowing when to do versus like a command move or when like just a normal jab and kind of being able to long like string those together is just it's more fun and it's kind of like changed the way you we look at fighting games so yeah yeah there's kind of a so there's there's two levels of depth the first is obviously the barrier of entry can you do a dp do you know how to block low and then wait for an overhead or something do you know what to do when you're crossed up you have to block the other direction but then there's the the second level which is more mental more like what do i think my opponent's going to do uh what what should i do will he know that i know he's going to do that so it's mental on top of mental so there's kind of the the unwritten rules of what you should do in any given point during a fighting game that's really interesting to hear that because like for me that is an aspect and i try my best but my brain when playing fighting games i don't really think like that i mean i like i should and i have guesstimates like oh you're playing uh 16 you're probably gonna want to six hard six hard and then like grab me so i should at the very least block or like keep you far away but i don't like that's at it's when people say like oh i play six moves ahead of chess i i feel like you're at six and i'm at like yeah i can do two moves ahead I can barely, but everything else is more rhythmic. I enjoy doing a rhythmic block string that you can like almost like a, a music sequence kind of bang out. And as long as you get a, like, as long as it's confirmed, you should be able to do it. And I feel like fighting games as a whole is just the combination of those two things. Do your block string and know when to do your block string mixed with a little bit of footsies. Yeah, so I, it's kind of hard sometimes because, you know, we, we move around from fighting games and each game has like 40 characters. And if you're playing like, if we're playing like Street Fighter and you're playing Seth, I don't really know what you're going to do, right? <laughs> yeah. I don't I don't even remember some of all of his moves. But um, I like, I mean, Oki is probably my favorite part of fighting games, to be honest. That's, uh, for me, it's mostly like, is this person going to jump? Should I do a DP? And Oki are the two big things where I really like to... Could you just define I'd... Oki? Sure. So Oki is when your opponent is on the ground and he is about to get up and that whole process and you have to decide what you're going to do is your opponent going to get up and block low is your opponent going to get up and block normal is your opponent just going to get up and sure you can you in the face uh is your opponent going to get up and wake up super grab yeah oh yeah you can't forget about wake up super that's the classic so you have to kind of expect what they're going to do and act accordingly and you can grab them you can expect them to just mash buttons and then you can super them so there's a whole kind of mental game there and i think that's the thing i got the most from smash because that's one of my favorite parts of smash brothers as well when people are on the ledge in that game uh you can jump from ledge you can normal get up from ledge you can get up attack from ledge you can roll or you can like drop down and do an aerial attack and m my favorite part of that whole game is perfectly reading someone jumping in the air or rolling and just like doing the hardest punish of all time and you just feel like the smartest person so it's really fun to be like rewarded for general game sense if you know i'm what I mean. pretty sure a majority of freshman year like our entire dorm floor was just you going you're gonna learn today son as donkey <laughs> kong with someone air da air dodging in 
free falling and you just back air, back air, just like teasing them or then like spiking them and just being like, don't do that anymore. And just like slowly training our entire friend group how to play Smash. Because I'm pretty sure like everyone in the friend group played Smash to the point of like, yeah, I went over to a friend's house and played or yeah, I had it by myself. But like (laughs) once you were introducing that mental game, a lot of us just kind of were like, all right, we're in. Let's learn Smash. Let's learn Strength. And we weren't good. Some of us were good. But, like, it just changed kind of the... Like, I think that's the reason Smash for us lasted, like, from freshman to today. Yeah. It's, uh... It's got a good mental. It's, um... And I think I think that's uh, a fun part about Smash is that it has that depth, but it's really, really easy to get into. Like, uh, we have some other friends that I don't know if they would ever touch, like, Guilty Gear Strive or like maybe Tekken. Tekken's also another interesting case because uh, I do think it is a pretty good game for a newbie fighting game player because characters do have very difficult inputs, but a lot of moves are just direction plus a button or two. And you can do some really cool stuff in that game without knowing why you're doing that cool stuff. I mean, yesterday, I'm pretty sure I juggled you into something where it was like a roundhouse kick into a super and i was like i don't know how i did that but that was fun and so tekken yeah has a very like i feel like entry point is super low but then even like competency point is like way higher so it's almost like a bell curve or like a reverse bell curve yeah and i think that's my favorite type of fighting game is ones that have such a low skill ceiling or not skill ceiling skill floor but a really high skill ceiling like it's great when you don't know what you're doing to still feel like you're cool and that's another great part about dragon ball fighters is even if you're just doing auto combos so you learn the auto combos you're like oh this is cool like i'm doing a string it's not like a good string but i'm doing a string then you might learn auto combo into special move then you might learn auto combo into special move into super and then suddenly you're not it's still very early on but you're like okay i'm doing cool stuff and then you you kind of want to branch out and learn how to do even bigger and better combos. You slowly learn the mechanics like, oh, I can knock down while in air and that gives me a free super. Exactly. And like it's so it's so iterative where you always feel like you're cool, but you're learning more and more interesting stuff. Awesome. Yeah. So you, we're talking about Smash. We're talking about Tekken. We're talking about like uh, Marvel, Dragon Ball, Hyper Fighter. What would you define as kind of like the genres of fighting game because i feel like there's a pretty reasonable like four fighting game types that like we at least that we jump around yeah so there's the traditional fighter the which i mostly define as like probably a lot of capcom games street fighter obviously and also a fair bit of snk games you have king of fighters you have garrow mark of the wolves and they're generally, um, when you first kind of learn the games, they're, it's just a lot of neutral, right? It's a lot of footsies and neutral and like you get two hits in and then you revert back to where you started. Kind of a slower, almost like boxing style thing where it's like, I'm going to do a one, two and then dash out, try to like stay safe. Yeah. And you learn some combos. Uh, you might get some like three hit combos at the start and uh but at, at mostly it is just kind of <laughs> figuring out what 
moves are good to spam at the start, and then you might find a super or two. And those are fun. I like, um, I do like neutral in fighting games. Um, it's nice, uh, in the newer Street Fighters, you have kind of these unique options in, like, the V skills and the V triggers. Um, and we played a bit of KUF 2002 recently, and that game is, like, super neutral based. That's, like, a lot of, a lot of low kicks into aerial kicks into grabs and stuff. And not a lot of supers for us, because, uh, there's a lot of pretzel motions in that game. But then there's, there's, of course, your anime fighter. And anime fighters are a lot of moving around. And then the combos generally seem to be longer. Um, there's a lot of resets, maybe some on-the-ground extensions for your combos. And they're... They're just kind of real fun for feeling like a superhero. You get to you get to a lot of moving options, and I'm I'm a fan of moving options in the in games. That's why when I was a kid, one of my favorite games was Super Mario sixty four because it's really fun to just exist in a video game and like have fun moving. Like you're you're without even attacking or doing anything, you're having fun, right? Right. And Which is it's so wild because I'm pretty sure a couple nights ago we went from. Dragon Ball Fighters, which has a button you can press that just dragon rushes you across the screen, and it can be punished, but it's pretty much just like a, a dash in, get in there, start your hits if they don't block, versus 2002 King of Fighters, where it's like, all right, I'm going to slide on in, little walking, walking, touch, touch, like, it was... The contrast of, like, game feel was, like, huge. Yeah, and it's interesting because even compared to the Street Fighters of the time, KUF had uh, a lot more nuanced movement because that game has, like, super jumps and short hops and different jump arcs. What's the... roll. Isn't there a KOF that has, like, verticality? Like, uh, you can jump backstage, forward stage? That's the original Fatal Fury, actually. Um, That's... That was the thing that kind of made it different from other fighting games. That was the original games that Terrier is from, um, and that game, that game's a little odd. I played, I played some of it on Fightcade. It has that, and it has ringouts. Oh, weird. It's kind of, it was kind of that early day of fighting game where people were still ripping off Street Fighter, but it was still the Wild West, so they just threw in a lot of weird stuff, and it's kind of a fun time for fighting games. So, what other anime style games do you think? Like, what'd you name? Like, I know I when I think anime style, I think the Marvel games, like stuff with like 3v3 assists and hyper movement. So, a lot of the older Guilty Gear games are actually a lot like this. Um, oh god, which one do I own? Let me check Steam real quick. Xrd, oh, I own Xrd, uh, yeah, I own Xrd, that's the one. Um, that game is has a lot of a lot of mechanics to be honest, a lot of hyper movement. I think that's also a thing in, in anime fighters is there's a lot of like unique mechanics and extra bars. Characters will have entire like gimmicks to them that like obviously most fighting games have gimmick characters, but anime fighters will have like your character has three different bars and they all do three different things. And also you have to juggle I'm some plates. Gonna be cha- no, it wasn't chaos. Who was it? It was um uh, testament. I'm gonna be testament and put invisible minds on the field. And I hope you remembered where those mines were. Kind of just... It's basically... Yeah, yeah. Anime fighting games are kind of just like the logical conclusion to fighting games. They're like, let's see how far we can take this genre, right? Um, That and also, uh, if you've ever played Melty Blood, that game is also kind of similar. That and 
uh, Unist. Unist is basically Melty Blood, but they lost the license. Uh, and so we have the anime fighter, and then there. I think I would wrap Tekken up into like maybe arena fighter, but not arena fighter like Smash. Arena fighter like a Souls Caliber or a yeah or Tekken. Um, it's kind of like a three D or a virtual fighter. I was about to say virtual fighter too. I don't know that much about virtual fighter. Um. It, Tekken? I don't think we were able to know much about Virtua Fighter, given Virtua Fighter's history. There's a new one that came out, but kind of very few people cared, except for some uh, more hardcore fighting game YouTubers. Uh, Tekken, obviously, is like a crazy legacy game. There is an absurd amount of stuff in that game. Um, I've, oh God, I did play one Soul Calibur over a friend's house many years ago. Uh, I don't know that much about it, except there's ring outs, and there's a lot of weapon characters in that game. It's pretty similar to Tekken in regards to, it's a lot of direction inputs, but instead of, like, double tapping up to change, it it, it centers more around, like, are you going to go left or right? Am I going to do a move that's slower but covers more planes, or am I going to do a high attacking move and... It's not like, I feel like Tekken has this kind of like, I'm going to say stiffer, but it's not stiffer. It's we, they both have similar but different feel styles. So it's like Tekken, you can juggle someone where like, in my experience, Soul Calibur is like, you can juggle someone for two and not like across the screen like you can in Tekken. Okay. And would you say the fourth genre is like, uh maybe Mortal Kombat slash Injustice, kind of those Western... Uh... I was actually going to say, like, Brawl style, like, uh, like a Smash or a Rivals of Aether or... Ah, a... uh, Platform Fighters. Yeah, Platform Fighters. Like, that's kind of like, at least when talking size of, like, the community and people, like, very much the same way as Tekken, you play Mortal Kombat because you want to play Mortal Kombat, and Injustice is literally just superhero mortal combat so yeah it's kind of its own thing and platform fighters are interesting because smash has been so huge for so long and it's it's kind of baffling to me that so many companies just realized right now oh wait we can also make another smash type game a platform fighter with our own ips because you had you had nickelodeon which was very big for a short amount of time then it kind of flopped but uh, I mean, they had a shoestring shoestring budget, so I don't really. CW is coming out with, or not CW? Uh, Warner Brothers. Yeah, that's uh, in like closed beta. I mean that that game has a ridiculous cast of like Arya Stark versus Scooby Doo. <laughs> that's goofy. I mean, but people like these games so much just because. It's it's kind of weird how like inextricably linked the platform fighter has been to like you need characters from this big diverse already established universe, right? It needs to be a big crossover thing for most cro- for most platform fighters. I think for a lot of company um all uh PlayStation All-Stars was kind of a like death wish cuz that came out from a company that very much ha- has the background of characters, background of games it is a thing that should have worked just on paper and it just was a flop. I don't I want to say a flop because I think financially it came out like neutral, but critically from fan bases it was just like not received well. 
no one really like it had kind of an iffy mechanic it wasn't just like a smash stock life thing it was kind of a you have to use supers to get points by killing people it was like a bit weirder but other companies saw then that they said well if sony can't do this i'm not gonna try and i think like the most you got from there is like on the wii uh clones with like cartoon network like smash stars or whatever and even then that was pretty recent yeah i think i think the problem with that game i i it looked not great from the very start in my opinion like at first of all like the whole the gameplay and like all the you're talking about the nickelodeon uh no the uh playstation game oh all stars okay yeah we could we could talk about that one too that's a whole rabbit hole (laughs) But PlayStation, it kind of just looked like those kind of knockoff Wii games or like Shrek Super Slam, where it's just like a big goofy like. Don't you be dissing Shrek Super Slam in this house? That thing's at Evo. There is a competitive community for that game, and that's but the yeah. that's the funniest thing to me. I mean, there's it's it's kind it's more broken than Melee. There's there's a character with an infinite in that game. So I guess that, that would be kind of like a that almost looks like a power crystal power crystal is that the game we oh power stone power stone yeah we had the same conversation last time jeez i can't remember power stone for the life of me great game it is there's two it, of them and it feel like those feel more party based like what we're talking yes. about kind of like even the uh place the playstation all-stars felt more like get people together have a bunch of controllers try like that's what they were going for yes and but also i feel like another problem with that game is they got kind of memorable characters but they didn't really get any of the super heavy hitters like you got the guy from infamous versus like the big daddy versus wasn't there like the fat cake, cake princess? princess yeah like at least you couldn't you couldn't even get snake smash got snake come on and they that, got riding yeah, yeah, and the joke was at, at Ultimate is that it's a better PlayStation All-Stars than PlayStation All-Stars because you have Joker and Snake and all these other characters. Uh, Cloud? Kazuya. Yeah, exactly. I mean, there, it, it's so interesting just how each each uh, company and, like, big company tries to either make a fighting game or a platform fighter because there's the new um league of legends fighter coming out and that legitimately looks good uh which one is that that's not dnf right no that's the korean one. no what all which also looks, looks really, really good i was looking at i was watching someone play as the um i'm gonna call him a cleric i guess because they're all based on like dungeon fighter archetypes and just like cleric into what like it just it's also arxis right yes yeah so it very much felt like a modern arxis guilty gear style game yeah and you can tell that that company really wanted to push hard for this game and that's probably why they got arxis and it's interesting just seeing like you can tell which companies really care and which companies are like uh let's you know let's just get like push this out it will get by on name recognition alone right and then the game's forgettable and Going back to Nickelodeon Fighters, I mean, it seemed like... So they, they got a team from a game called Slap City, which is a good game with a low budget. Um, and then Nickelodeon That's the one that kind of has, just, like, the claymation fish. Yes. Yeah. Nickelodeon just gave them less budget than anything I've ever seen. 
Like, they weren't allowed to do any costumes besides ones that were in the show. And then, like, two months later, they released a terrible iPhone tennis game. And you have, like, Tommy Pickles wearing a cowboy hat and, like, a t-shirt that says, like, oh, I'm a baby. (laughs) And it's like, why did they let this game that no one's going to buy have all this budget and let them do whatever they wanted? But they were so restrictive for a game with actual, like, media hype. Yeah. So from those genres, you'd say you're pro- like, if you had to pick like two, just to like, these are the games I play, or like, if you had to like, say when you would play the games, like when would you play a hyper? When would you play a arena game? Like, yeah. So I I feel like I'm always kind of down to play a hyper. They're, they're a nice like cooldown, and they always I always feel good even when I lose. I always feel unless it's like. A Broly player with 5,000 hours in the game, and I don't even... <laughs> that get, like, came one. into it, our lobby that yeah. we didn't know, and just... We're like, we're getting here till we take one character from him. Yep, and... But even then, we're losing, but, like, we set... I I think what I like a lot about fighting games is, while it is competitive versus, like, interpersonal competitivity, it has a lot of interpersonal... They mix those two inter versus intra whatever you are against yourself a lot it's like all right i may not be winning but i i won in my heart because i got the uh electric electric god wind fist or because i did the akuma thing like you 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 did what you set out to do and even losing feels good because it's like iterative you're learning and run it back run it back next set exactly and even when that guy kicked my butt I was like, oh, you can do that? That's kind of cool. To like a bunch of stuff he was doing. So like even losing, obviously it's kind of cliche to say, oh, losing is a learning experience. But if you if you see something that you've literally never seen before, and you're like, oh, wait a minute. That's cool. Then you kind of want to learn about that. Google that. Be like, how do I do this? And then you get into a whole new rabbit hole. So that's, that's me for anime fighters. It's kind of just, I mean, I, I'm not even a, much of a lab monster at all, but some of the times I would just boot up Dragon Ball Fighters and be like, "Hey, let me let me try some new stuff, see what I can mess around with." And uh, I think I think for non hypers, you know, traditional, like a Street Fighter, the yeah, they're more of a nice change of pace to that, right? They're not probably not my favorite, but I do like them. And like, if you play a bunch of the other games and you switch to that, you're like, "Oh yeah, this is cool too." I'd say those ones for me are the most fun to go into both parties blind. Like, when yes. we just pick a random game from a list and are like, all right, hold up. Let me do a Z motion. Nope, no Z motion. Let me do a quarter circle. Nope. Oh, he's a charge character. Okay, and then, like, you, it's kind of like testing your fighting game, not, like, archetypal knowledge. And you go, oh, so this is like this. Oh, he has a dragon punch. Oh, this is Ryu. And then you can kind of piece things from there together. And just kind of learning systems by touching it is a very kinetic, fun experience. It, it is fun to just uh, remember what neutral is. Because we play so much Dragon Ball Fighters, and I have to spend like five minutes blocking you. It is interesting just going back to, okay, I got my hit in. Let's go back, right? Back to neutral. And then you said two. I, I'm going more than two. but <laughs> Yeah, do it. Uh, I mean, Smash platform fighters are just i'm down to play them literally anytime i think what's Sometimes interesting I just get the itch 
about yeah. hearing you talk about Smash is like when you talk about the uh, frame delay, but not frame delay, like input delay. And being like, oh yeah, I can just load three inputs in. And I'm like, I how like that visualization of what each character is going to do and where like the opponent's going to be because of each hit. And it, it's just so like, that's next level for me in Smash. So that's the thing is partially, so Smash obviously has bread and butters that you can lab and you have to be a labber to be really good. I'm not really good, but if you, if you're a pro there, they lab, uh, like so many B and B's there. Some are like frame perfect almost, but one of the things that I think separates it the most is the concept of DI, where there's there's a lot of customness to the combos. If your opponent DI's in, you get some truly heinous things that combo into each other. If your opponent DI's out, so it I should probably explain this. So in in Smash, yeah, it's directional influence. So if you if you uh, hit your opponent up and they hit to the left. They on the stick, they will move slightly to the left, and that obviously influences combos, right? Um, you can't, you can not do the same moves if they're to the left of you than if you're to the right of you. So because of that, and if they do that for different or unique for every single hit, you have to make custom combos, right? And this is super, super big in melee. It's a little less in ultimate. But it's just so interesting to me. And you kind of have to play on the fly at all times. Like, uh, normal fighting games, like, there's definitely a lot of on-the-flyness. But, like, once you hit your combo, you're, like, in a rhythm, right? You're like, bang, bang, and then I do this, and then I do this. Smash, you kind of be like, oh, wait, he's here. What if I try this out? And then if it works, you feel like a genius. God, yeah, playing Smash with you is an interesting experience because you will go <laughs> crazy some games, and then you'll just be like, nah. I'm getting the spike other games. <laughs> yep. I mean, yeah, it's uh, it's definitely a different paradigm. And it's definitely made me kind of a weird fighting game player because I'll do a lot. I'll try a lot of stuff that definitely won't work. And I'll, it made my defense and neutral very weird because in Smash, it's a lot of baiting stuff out by double jumping and X, Y, Z. So in games like Fighters, I will jump onto someone and then double jump. And then you're like, what are you doing? I can just super dash into you. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think the the other day you were like, oh, can I stagger my hits like in Smash in Fighter? Like we were in the corner. And you can and in like, that game. One, two, one. Two. Yeah, but like a lot of times it just opens you up for like for me to get out. Yeah. Make it not true. And that, that that's a thing about that. I think the staggers are kind of... Uh, like intentionally you have to lab them out for them to really be good but yeah and then tekken is kind of a new one like the the 3d fighter that game is uh that game i think is really fun if both parties are more blind because there's so many moves that you can accidentally discover i don't there's think so i would want to fully get, get into <laughs> like get good at tekken because i look at a move list that has what 75 99 like inputs and i go I'm good. I'd much prefer this uh, uh, fighters, which is everyone's going to have a quarter circle forward. One, two, three. Everyone's going to have a quarter circle back. One, two, three. Figure out what they do and how to link them. Go. And that's pretty much that's, it. I think that's also an interesting conversation because I'm, I'm not really a big fan of anything more difficult than a double quarter circle, right? Yeah. 
So if you have, I guess, so half circle back forward is kind of okay. It's not my favorite, but I can do it. But stuff that's like down back into into half circle into down forward, and you're just like, what what is this? How am I supposed to do this? Like, not in a training lab, right? How am I supposed to do this when a dude's like low kicking me in the face? Yeah, it's kind of especially it's kind when of a relics that aren't like you can't combo into. Like I know some of Zangief stuff, you have to like jump, do the full circle input, and grab to get them going. And you can't like stun, knock them up to then go into that. You have to just do that raw. Yeah, and I think that might be part of the the grappler de- uh, design philosophy. Is you kind of you really need to commit and make hard reads. Um. But I, I feel like it's kind of being phased out a bit. SNK is kind of the only company that keeps these crazy inputs. Like, uh, I think, I don't even know if, if in KOF 15, if Geese still has his heinous super inputs where you have to you have to play a little little party game, Mario Party party game on the control stick. <laughs> Burn your hand into the stick. Yeah. And that's kind of why I like, so obviously one of the big arguments of uh, all time is how how important is input complexity in fighting games? Because if you were just able to DP just by pressing the A button, then jumping would be a lot worse. You could People would spam it so often. They already do, but it would just be so easy to, to go backwards and DP, go backwards and fire them all, right? But I, I feel like that's a good endpoint, is like a sure you can input or like a double quarter circle. Those... Those do their jobs, and anything more complex than that is kind of just fake complexity for the point of complexity, which is why I like Dragon Ball Fighters a lot. Is that it is a very complex game. There's a lot of moving parts, and you have to think quickly. But the inputs are not very complicated. I feel like in terms of I don't want to say accessibility because this wouldn't be, but in terms of ease of play having just those two be the limit is the way to go and then if you wanted to get good if you wanted to get into it you would be like okay this move hits him this far and if i do this that means my combo string is going to make my super do less damage and learning that info and how to use that info rather than like a muscular can you do a pretzel motion can you do double full circle without jumping yeah and it's also that's kind of the reason that Marvel Three was the the game that really got me addicted to fighting games. Is that has similar inputs? It has some shore use, it has some um, like charge characters, but all all the supers are usually just like quarter circle forward two buttons, shore you can two buttons. It made sense. I didn't have to spend ten minutes fighting you trying to press like a million different weird inputs, trying to be like, is is it this? Is it that? I usually could find a char- all the characters' tools in like one or two rounds. Yeah, in like psychology terms, you can kind of like break it down into like separate. Is it niches? Niches? Yeah. Of mental yeah. stages, so you could be like, okay, I have these little like building blocks that I can try to rearrange in an order. That works in this situation. And because you have those, you can then experiment with those and tr- like uh, really allow yourself to get into it and then understand the mechanics and more easily understand how things work instead of just, I did it. I don't know if that was the pretzel or if that was like a half quarter circle back. 
it could have been either. And exactly. it came out, so I'm happy. And that se- that seems to be Arc System Works kind of thoughts on the matter. They even uh, I mean, make it a little bit more complex with um, Mr. President. Guilty Gear? Uh, uh, guilty uh, uh, I'm thinking specifically... Gold uh, Lewis. Gold Lewis. The, I was just thinking about him. It's yeah. all quarter circles, but it's quarter circle, like, not on, not just, like, the bottom. It's, like, you can do a top left corner circle, like, quarter circle, which looks weird, but then when you see it in motion, like, the top left, I think, does an arcing attack. And so it's like, oh, this is like I'm swinging as if I'm swinging the coffin. And it just it like it it makes sense, and it's a complex thing, but it's not complex physically. Yeah, and it's a fun way to make a character feel unique without forcing the player to do something super awkward. You, you it gets some taking it takes some getting used to, but uh, once you do it, you're like, oh, this is interesting and it it specifically makes the character play a certain way to do certain moves without making the the player spend a million years in the lab trying to learn how to do it cool so yeah, now we've got like arc system works kind oh, of a background of fighting game knowledge and i think a little bit more you want to talk about like some specific fighters that we've been playing over the week characters or games fight uh both <laughs> Uh, let's start with yeah, this. Uh, if you were to pick, like, the character you, in any fighting game, kind of want to go to. I know we play a lot of Capcom games, so a lot of them have similar rosters. What's, like, your go-to character? So I've always been a Shoto kind of guy. Um, it's kind of old hat at this point, but in Street Fighter Four, I play Oni, who, funnily enough, has, like, a full circle super but I gotta, I gotta learn it because it's like the coolest super in the whole game. He does like a big giant flashing white attack that takes like five minutes and it's great. But uh, besides that, he's like a pretty just cool Shodo. I mean, I always, whenever I play a Capcom game and it's like uh, Marvel Street Fighters versus Capcom and I'm like, oh, I haven't played this game. I'll be like, eh, let me pick like Ken. You know, Ken's fun, Ryu's fun. Um... As far as the newer games, uh, I'm a pretty big fan of G. G's kind of cool. He seems unique. Um, I like his, his kind of energy charging mechanic, and I really like his normals. He has long legs. I tend I tend to gravitate to characters with the big old long kicks because I like the poke in neutral. How about you, my friend? Uh, definitely Ryu. Ryu's kind of like, even in Marvel 3, he was like terrible, but I still would pick him every time just because... It goes back to, like, while I was learning, it was something I knew. I knew how to do all his moves. Done. I will learn the systems with this character. But then once I branched out from that, I, I was playing, like, a lot of Hagar in uh, Marvel. Uh, and now in Fighters, I play, uh, like, 16. I'm starting to like uh, base Vegeta. He's been really fun. But a lot of characters that just have, like, movement into heavy. Movement into heavy. So Vegeta has his, like... Or no. Yeah, he has this, like, launch hit, and then you can just, like, barrage attack. And it's just, like, things that you can, like, quick links into, like, something that can finish. So And, like, I, I tend to like more the quarter circle stuff. So I want to try to like more, like, uh, Rekka characters. Like, uh, oh, what's his name? Gold, 18? Gold Boy. Gold Boy. In, in, in 3. 
uh, fighter. Oh, uh, uh, Iron Fist. Uh, Iron Fist. Oh, that's my main in that game. Yeah, it feels so fun to do like linking the back to the forward to the back to the fo- and like it's so rhythmic and fun to like carry that. But I just, I, it's a thing that I have to practice more. And there's not like, unlike uh, Ryu, there's not many characters that really copy that. I think that like each game usually has like one or two. Yeah, usually they're in a lot of Street Fighter games, but uh, you yeah, said eighteen's like that, right? Yeah, he's a he's a record character. He's crazy. Um, eighteen or seventeen? Yeah. Uh, eighteen. The 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 male is eighteen, right? No, eighteen's the chick. Oh, lapis lazuli. <laughs> lapis lazuli. I I have literally watched and read the entirety of Dragon Ball, and I always mix up the android names. Mm-hmm. But you you read the manga, so like. The hair, I'm sure, yeah. wasn't even like a super tell. Yeah, they, they look similar. <laughs> but yeah, in Marvel 3, I, I will say another thing is that I, I do tend to gravitate towards Rushdown characters. In Marvel 3, I play uh, Iron Fist and like uh, Akuma and uh, Morgan. And I guess Morgan's actually a zoner, but I like to play a Rushdown. Funny. Um, <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> Street Fighter. Uh, I guess I I kind of play a little bit more less Rushdown in Street Fighter, uh, but in, in basically every other game I I like to play fast characters. I play Captain Falcon and Smash. Zach and you've been playing like, uh, Grapplers, right? Yeah, there's a, there's a lot of Grapplers in that game. Um, I don't even know who I would say I main in in Tekken. I played a lot of King, some Eddie Gordo, some. Uh, God, uh, I played Noctis recently with you, and uh, he was really fun. He was warping all over the place. I know. Got to pay money for that. <laughs> uh, you, yeah, you seem to you seem to gravitate towards Shoto's and, and grapplers, and I, I've kind of gotten the grappler itch recently because it really feels good. I think what you got are... you was Broly. Yeah, when we started playing with, uh, when we actually like got the DLC and played with like new Broly. And you were like doing just base combo into grab into throw, and I was just like, "Oh!" And you were like, "Oh, this is fun." See, all all it took was a grappler with none of the downsides of being a grappler. <laughs> grappler without Zangief. <laughs> yep, grappler, but also he has the best projectile in the game. So uh, get good. So we kind of started. We went from three, and then we were like so hyped for Strive, and then we didn't continue Strive. What was like kind of about strive that really like separated it for you was it just too much of a neutral i gotta get back into it i didn't really understand a lot of the neutral um i think it's probably a really good game uh i also started playing it at a time when uh i had a lot of stuff going on and i kind of just forgot about it but i played i played soul in that game and most of the games, I was just being an unga bunga chimpanzee. Funny button. Yeah, I was playing. Yeah. Uh, oh, what's her name? I'm just terrible at names in general. Uh, Coomer Lady. That's like half the cast, my friend. You're right, but Rockstar the, it... one. Oh, I know. I, I, you know, yeah. You know, I was her playing name. her, and she, she, like, I think you would really like her because she is rushed down into just like keep, like her sprint in particular has like two different arcs. Like, if you're in the air, you go oh. down low. If you're on the ground, you go up high while sprinting. And you do that while sending out a projectile. 
could just rush down and like mix up. I think I didn't even try her because I was told by a friend that she's like the hardest character in the in the older games, and he's like, just don't play her. So I was like, okay, that makes sense. I'll play the uh, the Ungo Bunga character and spam uh, the fist move and the DP <laughs> over and over. We should and get back know, into it, it that worked. this week because I've been getting the Giovanna itch. Not even like her character, just like she looks fun. Every time I'm I go on Twitter, there's this one uh, game dev I follow that just like on the side does Guilty Gear uh, combo videos just for fun, I guess. And I watch it and I go, man, I want to do that. Oh, that looks fun. Oh, she's a punch girl. I love that. I want to do that. And it's what's been making me like want to get back into it because it's it's a nice in between from like a street fighter or fighters you know yeah and we could also i mean we could have even a, a whole day of all the guilty gears and by all the guilty gears i mean the single other one i have um, i have the ps4 one but i don't think i'm gonna be able to play ps4 with you and <laughs> from long distance yeah yeah because um for, I I own Exert and I a friend bought it to, for me and I've only played it like twice. But from what I understand, uh, Strive is way 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 different from every other Guilty Gear. Yeah, it's I played. Much... Um, I think it was also Exert, but it was like Exert One, like the first Exert oh. of the Exert series or something. I don't know. The, the I name... don't understand. Yeah, exactly. The fact <laughs> that Guilty Gear Two is a MOBA. Yeah, Guilty Gear 2 is a MOBA. It's a three-lane sure. MOBA. And it was it came out on like the PS2. <laughs> and it's called Guilty Gear 2. And it's the game he originally wanted to make but couldn't because of like uh funding. And so he just ended up making a fighting game with the story that he wanted. You know, everything about Guilty Gear is just made to to be incomprehensible, and I kind of love it. I love it. I love that about Guilty Gear. And I think that, like, the music also. If a fighting game oh, has yeah. oh, yeah. ass music, I'll be in there a lot longer than I should be. And and I know that Guilty Gear Strive is your exact perfect genre of music. Butt rock? But, like, Hell yeah. you know your butt rock. It's, it's very self-aware. I think Exard, like, or, like, um... Around then, it kind of, like, they were trying to do music-wise, like, I'm trying to sound more American or, like, make it understand. And then, like, Stride, they're just like, no, I'm going to do my full, I'm going to do my voice. It's, you will understand it if you listen to it enough. And just, like, went hard. I loved it. <laughs> oh, you can just tell, you can just tell that the, the director of the game, that's exactly his taste. And he's uncompromising. Well, I think a lot of the in. Game Boy ones have like more of a metal album cover, bloody aesthetic, like with Do all the all... arenas, not arenas, the stages and everything. Do right? they also have like bit crunched Game Boy Advance butt rock? I think they had legit good Game Boy Advance butt rock. <laughs> I love it. I'm gonna have to go back and listen, but there's like the Vampire Dude uh, Testament. No. Bedman, not Bedman. No, uh, he was—he's the vampire <laughs> dude that, that like sucks a woman flat. That sounds weird. Um, in his opening for exit, he's just like a vampire dude with a posh haircut and like glasses. Oh, Slayer. Slayer, yeah. 
he uh I forgot he was a vampire he has a really jazzy game boy advance uh theme that comes up in like i i have a playlist that's like best of guilty gear that i go back to when i do like dishes and stuff and uh every time it gets to that you just gotta you gotta croon you just gotta go in it it's like the best i love it i mean music is a big part about fighting games even from the very beginning street fighter 2 has some iconic music baby i feel like for you music is also like very much into your games and that's kind of gonna segment me into this next little part which is i hear you've been playing the new kirby game i have it's uh it's it's real nice it's kirby games for me i've played probably more than half of the ones that exist um there's just always a game where you know maybe you're you're out on a, a train or something or you're you're doing something and it's just a game you could play for like 25 30 minutes and then put it back down and you're like that was fun and this this game is less um when i saw that trailer i thought oh man they're like swinging for the fences with this game right they're trying to make something crazy and it's definitely less of that than i thought but it's like a really nice polished like logical conclusion to Kirby. I've heard people describe this as like it is the uh game engine test game where it's like all right, back to basics, nothing too too advanced and we're just giving you raw Kirby in this environment. That's kind of what Kirby's always been. It's just hey, we got a good gameplay loop. Uh here's your abilities, here's some bosses. But we abilities used stages. to have like you used to be able to like chain link abilities and stuff, right? Like there was like, that was only Kirby sixty four, really. Where you could combine, yeah, you combine two. Squad, this you could game, combined. I don't think so. I played that game a couple of times. That game, yeah, um, you use the bottom screen to combine them, and you can make like, uh, you oh, know, you you're combine right. fire and ice and make like this huge hat thing. Yeah, that was like, I think that was more niche though. I think that was because I, I remember Kirby sixty four was my favorite because of the combining and this game has ability evolutions so you can buy a branching pass it's usually just two uh for evolutions that make them more powerful in one way or another and it's it's pretty cool like uh, the gun i think has one that you can shoot a giant bullet that's way slower or you can have one that rapid fires so it's nice like being able to choose what you think is fun with the copy abilities but uh, but otherwise, it's it's kind of just good 3D Kirby with with some fun bells and whistles. What would you say? You, so 64 is your favorite. Yes. And I feel like this, at least when the trailer came out, I we watched it live together, and you're like, oh, this looks like six. This looks like 64 because it had kind of like that. Uh, 64 had that like 3D look, but it was on rails. This is like full 3D. Yeah. And one of my fav- and one thing it does really well that I Kirby sixty four also did was that uh, Kirby does this sometimes and it's weird but I love it. It's it contrasts like the really really cute stuff with some just like this is the fall of man. And you're like oh, like Kirby sixty four had a stage that was literally uh, planet Earth. Earth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because every every world in that was a different world in the galaxy, and there was just a whole world that like the uh, was destroyed by some sort of cataclysm, and now is in a permanent polar ice cap state. And you're like, oh, this is 
this is kind of interesting. I, I didn't expect that. I expected more like you're in like the beach. Which was uh-huh. the one? I think it was past Superstar. They didn't know what to do with Kirby, so they're like, "What if he fought God?" That's like every Kirby game. <laughs> Kirby is so a in- deity being that is just benevolent, and he has an alternative side which he must fight. Yeah, I mean, Return to Dreamland, he fights like the gods of like the sun and the moon, and like in space and then 64 the final boss is a giant beast with one eye that that cries blood versus kirby who's just like hello it's me yeah it's it's kind of it's kind of metal and then this game does that like in a nice way where it's just post-apocalyptic like human world and you're it it makes the environments a lot more unique because kirby is kind of rehashed like green greens into like beach level into ice level a million times so it's nice to at least see them add like a, a new layer to that question is the first boss a tree no the first boss bad is a game giant... negative six out of ten throw it in the trash it's, a, it's an escape from uh tradition the first boss is a big old gorilla named gordy mondo Okay, maybe this is a 6 out of 10 game. Maybe I lied. (laughs) It's a a great name. Corimondo. So how does the, like, uh, big mode, the swallow mode, the... It's kind of just... Super full mode. What's it called? It's like... uh... I think it's super full mode, question mark. (laughs) I mean, it's kind of just a gimmick. Uh, Not, like, to be reductive. Not it's a bad thing. But it's kind of just occasionally you... uh, you find items and then it says suck them up and then you use them to do unique things in the in the level and then you spit them out and you go about your day. It's kind of, it's definitely reminiscent of Mario Odyssey's uh, hat mechanic, where you know you you can do like unique cool stuff for like a little bit of level and then you go on to the next thing. Okay. Yeah, it's uh, I I would call it like a solid like. 8, 8.5 out of 10. It didn't, it's not going to make you cry from joy, but it it's a really fun game. Would you say it's a very good, like, at our age, have a beer, sit down, just go? Yeah, yeah, I if mean. If you want something easy, say, after Elden Ring, kicking your ass. Perfect, perfect. It's the perfect game to just, you know, you want to you wanna feel like a, a gamer, and... You like to just explore and uh, play a video game and not be like, fuck. Oh, sorry. Can I curse? Yeah, I don't care. Okay. Um, <laughs> yeah, you can just be like, oh, no, geez, I don't want to die eight times in a row and be stressed out and then go online. And then some guy calls me a, a mean name on the uh, on the Halo servers. You can just be like, let's have a good time, Kirby. What's your favorite Kirby power up? Ooh, um, I'm a fan. I I'm just a a simpleton. I like the sword. Oh yeah, sword, not the gladiator helmet where you like throw it. Uh, cutter. Cutter. Cutter is yeah. okay. Uh, they cutter is depends on what game you're playing because sometimes they make it basically sword too, and sometimes it's just throw it. Um, but also uh in Kirby sixty four there's an ability there's two abilities that are really sick. 
One is just a uh, Darth Maul double lightsaber. That one's really good. And there's one that's a exploding ninja star. And those oh. are probably my favorite of all time. Uh, Bomb and uh, Kunai, right? Bomb and Cutter, actually. Bomb and Cutter. Into... Kunai with chain. Kunai with chain. I, I, my favorite probably is UFO, just because as a kid, Ooh, getting yeah. UFO, you're like, I'm invincible. That's it. Game over. Even in Kirby, which you're already pretty much invincible. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of the post-game ability, right? Yeah. I, it was in Squeak Squad, and I remember being very happy to get in. You're like, finally, I get to have a really cool ability. Squeak Squad was really good. I haven't played it in a while. Yeah, it's really fun. I beat it like three or four times. I yeah, think I beat pretty... it, but I didn't 100% it. That's like the only... Yeah, Kirby, the new Kirby, is like one of the only Switch games I've gotten in a while. For a while, it was just me having Smash and like Celeste. What else have you been Which playing is... recently? Oh, God. It's been Master Duel, RuneScape... Uh, what else is on my my newest Steam list? Uh, and mostly fighting games with you, yeah. Cool. Yeah, I feel like right now I haven't had. I know I got you Monster Hunter a bit ago, but that's kind of a. If we weren't doing fighting games, you would probably be more into that because it, it's the same niche gameplay mentality yeah. of like, just me and you going through doing some stuff, trying to learn. Let's go. Yeah, I have I have less time than ever and more games than ever. So I need to ration my time so I can have fun correctly. Correct. I uh yeah. I'm at the end of Persona 5. I've been playing since it came out. I just am terrible at uh finishing games. I think I got to um like the second to last dungeon and just stopped. For a year oh. and then getting back to it, it was just like a daunting task and i said screw it i'll do it now i'm at the final boss but i have no like sp items and everyone's out and i'm just like well i gotta punch this god until i'm till it's dead just like every other shin megami tensei game punch god till he dies yeah 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 that was me with uh persona 4 i kind of so I like Persona 4. I, I don't know if I'm huge on the combat in that game. I don't know Sick. if 5 gets better. But I don't it's... think so. It's the same similar style. and junk. There's a lot. I don't know if 4 had super much to like tag in things where like sometimes depending on your uh, ability with other people, you just can t like they'll come in and just do something or heal you of something. It's like just auto stuff. Yeah, that's not in, in four actually. Yeah, so that that was really good in five, but it it's it's a Shimagama Tensei game. And to be fair, I've only played a little bit of four in this one. And I have to say, the most engaging shit about Persona is the day to day life sim. Correct. That's that that was always the stuff that um that got me. And the problem is, uh I've actually so very, very long time ago a site called Giant Bomb did a whole playthrough of Persona 4, and it was great. So because of that, I know the entire story. So it's kind of harder to be invested when you know the whole story and what happens. So I think if, if Persona 5 came to a different system, I'd be really into it, because I don't really know what happens in that game. Yeah, I Are they bringing it to PC? Uh, Copium. 
copium. No, surely okay. they will. Sure, surely okay. they will. Uh, I said that for the last two years. Well, surely what they're they will. Bringing to um, I have no interest in this. Not no interest, but no knowledge of this. But something I think you would love, being the visual novel nerd you are. Uh, Thirteen Sentinels is coming to Switch. Oh, is it? Yeah, and that's like super up your alley. That game is like I've I've heard mixed things about that game. That game's like a a mystery, and you play as different characters, and it's also a visual novel. It's Stuff also like a that. mech fighter. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, like um, Into the Breach, I think. Oh, yeah, I think there huh. are segments like that. Huh? Tactical fight? I don't know. Yeah, it, this game it's one of those like games more... where, like, for me, that's too deep, too much. But I hear okay. you talk about some stuff, and I'm like, ah, oh, Sean would like this. Ah, okay. And I, like... I know you only, like, you, you, you'll play it on the Switch. I know that, so. Hopefully. Yeah, I mean, what was that? It was just a PS game before, just PlayStation? I think so. I think it's coming to, like, PC and Switch now. Don't quote me oh. on that. Interesting, interesting, interesting. I feel like every game should just be, yeah, multi-platform these days. Screw, screw capitalism. Am I right? <laughs> no ethical. Power to the gamer. No ethical capitalism yeah, no ethical. under. Cons- uh, no ethical. Consumption uh, no ethical consumption. There you yeah. go. Yeah. Good old quotes. Good old quotes. Um, yeah. I mean, I think that's gonna do it for today, though. Yeah, we uh, had we had a nice uh, range of things we talked about today. Yeah, it was very nice having you on. I uh, hope you come back someday. Maybe when we um, go through the DS library, you can come in and talk about Squeak Squad. Oh, I I have some some great memories of the DS, so I'll give you my hot opinions on every game ever released for it. Fantastic! I can't wait to hear about Lost in the Blue Two, the Namco. Uh, survival game where you're children on an island. Yes. <laughs> All right. So um, yeah, they'll do it. Thank you very much. Thanks for thanks for having me. I had a great time. Okay. Bye bye. Goodbye.